guys, today I'm here with popular right-wing YouTuber, No Bullshit, whose real name is Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me, Brooks. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Great to meet you. Great to be here. Yeah, of course. So to get started, for those who don't know you, I'm sure most of my viewers already know you, but for those who don't, could you please talk a little bit about the topics that you like to cover on your channel as well as where you politically would place yourself? Sure, sure. Um, I do. My channel's called No Bullshit, and the basic premise is uh, stopping bullshit on the internet one video at a time. So it starts from basically reviewing videos, finding stuff um, I kind of want to debunk or uh, combat against, mm -hmm. make my arguments. And um, in general, I've become sort of a the conservative voice. Uh, I don't want to say that. I'm not. I'm not representing anyone, but I'm a, I'm a conservative side, and I speak. Um, you know, kind of like right wing topics. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I supported Trump a lot last year. And I made some videos predicting he would win and, and um, some follow ups with that. So as far as um, specifically, uh, my political leanings, uh, I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, alt right, alt light, yeah. those kind of categories i don't really fall into any of those i'm not like super super big uh political activist i'm very um open open and i speak about how i feel on those topics but i actually uh, i spoke about this a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago in a video and i i tried to coin a new term as the new right mm -hmm. but then i i added another one because i want to be the new new right because uh people like that new new yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's well it's a bit difficult because a lot of people say, you know, there's only the alt right or the alt light and you have to fit into one and and I don't necessarily mm -hmm. agree with that because I find myself somewhere in the middle. So, mm -hmm. and I don't really Same. there's not really one label that I'm super comfortable with, although I do really like the movement generation identity. So, yeah. that, that's the one that that I've openly promoted and say I agree with everything, but that's the only movement so far because I really like how they do things. But um I would be, I'm curious for your opinion on the Twitter de-verifying people, because mm -hmm. initially it was, verifying people was a way to say, this is the real person, so no one can steal their identity or impersonate them online. But now it seems like with them changing this, it's kind of an endorsement. So the people that they're de-verifying are people they don't agree with, but then all the people they're mm -hmm. keeping verified. So do you think that this is the first step in like a purge? of right-wing conservative voices that they're not only going to de-verify, but they're going to continue on to banning. And if they do ban us from platforms like Twitter and YouTube, do you see us being able to move to other platforms that will grow or are we going to just be silenced? Yeah, it's it's a good question. It's it's definitely possible they could uh, keep moving forward and it could be a, a bad thing. It's it's a little early to tell. And first, uh, congrats on you keeping your verification. I don't know how you, I, you I, squeaked by. <laughs> I, but, but to me, they've only de-verified a few so far, what, like five or six? There's a lot of people they haven't yet. And honestly, I don't want it anymore. If, if, yeah, if it's, no, if it's I, an I'm, endorsement, I'd rather them take it away. And if there was some kind of application mm -hmm. to get it taken away, I'd prefer this. But I see waves coming and, and they'll yeah. de-verify more. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was half joking, but I just <laughs> I noticed that when we were trading messages, I'm like, oh, she still has hers. And I've seen so many people losing their badges. Yeah. Um, other people I've, I've talked to and I've seen a lot of posts about it. Um, to be to be frank, I mean, I didn't I never think too much about the Twitter verification thing. The, mm -hmm. the most I heard about it before was how I thought it was interesting how uh, before this issue, this recent one, it was like a lot of people got verified and they were very small. And they were like, it was like if they if they had the right 
uh, connections or the right liberal. Usually it's like a liberal or a pro SJW person and they'll have like 1000 followers and they get verified. And that was like where I first started to look into it because uh, like you said, I always kind of thought of it as it's just it's not it didn't mean much besides, oh, this is that real person, you know, because um, in years past, there'd be like lots of people, uh, actors or famous people, um, not even political, and they'd have like dummy accounts or like people trying to pretend to be them. And I always saw the verification as, you know, that's the person that's um, Seth yeah. McFarland's real Twitter. That's this celebrity's real official handle. And then now, like you said, and, and as I was getting at before, it's it's turning into a political thing where they'll verify small people that aren't uh, famous, that don't have a presence. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't care really. If it's, it just seems odd when you see like someone with a thousand followers um, getting verified and and very small. And it's like you, then you start to make the connections. Like we're, like I was saying that it seems to be that the liberal and the SJW type people, people at universities pushing uh, feminism or something like that, are the ones that that get it real early. And then right. I think, I think, yeah, this de-verification is is kind of. Um, on the same vein, I mean, it's on the opposite side. So first, they're verifying people that are that probably shouldn't be verified, and then now they're de-verifying people that are have been verified forever, and they're they're also a lar- large large. Uh, popular people like uh for example i saw uh richard spencer putting some things about him getting de-verified and uh, you can agree with him or whatever you want to do but uh he's he's a popular person he does speeches he has a following like it's just weird that they take away people like that and then they're giving it up to these others so uh, i'm not sure if it's gonna end up people getting kicked off it's it's um it's not a good sign i think it's it's funny and um, weird, but uh, it just shows Twitter is biased. Twitter is certainly biased, and they're certainly yeah. uh, liberal leaning, and they they want to push their message. Jack um, has done stuff like this before. I did a, a video covering uh, something Jack said uh, following the Charlottesville ish, uh, incident and stuff, and he was the one kind of. I think he did some stuff about the statues, and he was talking about taking down some of these statues, and he was being like just very biased and anti. Um, history in that situation and and i think that's something uh, as far as for jack i think that's something you know i wouldn't do if i was running twitter i would try to be more neutral um where i mean that's hard for me to say now i'm very biased in my videos but that's like the point of my channel i, I speak mm-hmm. my opinion and uh you do too and other video creators but if we were running youtube i wouldn't be as biased and and if i and that when you're running twitter i don't think you should be either so it's it's very troubling and then the, the last thing i'll add because this there's a lot to this Twitter story that I find very interesting. Um, I've been thinking about doing a video on it um, because the other thing is there's there's uh, people that are still verified because the whole un-de-verified thing, de-verified, unverified, um, it seems to be based on something like, I remember them saying, oh, it's people that speak hatred or mm-hmm. even if you speak hatred like outside of Twitter, yeah. they're trying to take they're going to be and, policing what you do outside of Twitter, not only on Twitter, and they can ban you for that, which I think is the creepiest part, personally, about all of this. Yeah, it's super uh, 1984, mm-hmm. all-encompassing uh, people watching you. And then the funniest thing is, I've and I've been getting lots of uh, tweets about this. People send me pictures because there's people that are still verified that are hating on white people yeah. every day. And that's the most troubling thing. And um, it's just so messed up how this open white hatred, like, like really mean stuff. I, I don't have any quotes for you, but I've seen lots of pictures and I'm sure you could easily find them with yeah. a search. I'll throw some up. Yeah. I've seen a lot of collages people putting together. Like, why do these people get to keep their verification? Are you endorsing them? 
because clearly you're de-verifying people because you don't support what they say. So that would just automatically, you know, you'd have to assume that the people that are leaving with their blue check marks, they are endorsing. But these these people, whoever came up with the idea that that verifying means an endorsement, I never assumed this. I don't know who did. I think mm-hmm. there's just people that are looking for things to be outraged about. Yeah, yeah. And the, that part of it is is probably the most messed up part. So I think we need to get some clarification and maybe uh, hear more what Twitter plans to do with this. Right. And and you mentioned the anti-white hatred. I actually wanted to talk to you a bit about this because the FBI recently announced that anti-white hate crimes are the fastest growing racial hate crimes in America. And this, you know, we saw a little bit of this through the It's Okay to Be White meme that was started by Poll. Mm-hmm. And just how people reacted to it, saying this is a hate crime, just saying it's okay to be white or it's not okay to be white. So how far do you see this going? Well, I mean, the rhetoric is is what, where it comes from. And it's like we were saying uh, before, the anti-white stuff on Twitter and it being allowable and it being, you know, con- they continue to get verified. Um, so it comes from there and it comes from these circles on the media and people not stomping down anti-white stuff. Uh, because I, I'll, that's a lot of what my videos will do is kind of combating and defending uh, whiteness. I did a video about that two days ago, I think, and it was uh, Taylor Swift was too white. Yeah. And that was like an article by BuzzFeed. And there was another girl who did a video all about it and that's the kind of stuff where it starts and then it leads to things like you said um eventually people are getting attacked and they they feel emboldened and they they have no one's calling them out and stopping them and and then we get things like uh you know these these attacks on white people and you can go back to um some whenever it was last year when they they kidnapped that uh disabled white person i think it was in chicago or something and you could see them like in the video saying a lot of these lines that we've also heard on Twitter and stuff. So it does come out in the real world and it, it needs to stop. And uh, the only thing, other thing I'll add is yeah, the, the it's okay to be white thing. Okay. So that was a, that was a pretty, pretty amazing message. It was a great kind of troll move to come out yeah. of poll. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's fully trolling because um, you know, it's, it's honest. It's, it's simple. It says it's okay to be white, and I think that's true. Um, and the fact that people get offended by that, that's where the, tr- the trolling comes in. They're getting triggered by this simple statement that seems like it would be benign. If we were on uh, in another time or another planet, it would seem like such a, a normal thing to say. But in, in the, um, when we're amongst all this rhetoric and all this um, race baiting, mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of it comes from uh, the election, and there was a lot of the like, – pitting people against each other and this is where we've come where it's okay to be white is offensive and it's making students cry on campus when they see it's okay to be white it's like uh there's there's another side where they're just being they're probably sheltered and and too hypersensitive about stuff but it's also specifically about the whiteness part and i think that uh needs to just be combated everywhere you see it Mm-hmm. Well, this this reaction to it just lends credence to uh, us saying there is anti-white rhetoric and it's everywhere. And, and and I just find it so incredible that every time you mention, yeah, you know, this is kind of racist against white people, people freak out and and they act as if white people are they deserve it just because of everything that everything bad that white people have done in the past. The so white people now have to pay for it. Or it's mm-hmm. also when you say, you know, by 2040, something like this, white people are going to be a minority in America. The minute you mention this, they're like, well, it doesn't matter because white people will still hold the vast amount of power. It's just incredible. They- yeah. So many justifications and so many um, yeah. 
uh, just the way they're thinking. It's these double standards. And uh, I actually thought about this too because it's it's um, it comes from other places. It comes from other races. But there's also just a general on on the left side and a lot of people that just are self hating whites Mm -hmm. too. And they're just they're they're ashamed of it, and it's they it's because they see all that rhetoric and they they're buying into it, and it's hard. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, uh, you know, combating the stuff we do when you're when you're getting dogpiled on if yeah. you're in the public or if you're online in the wrong circles. Like it's hard to come against that stuff, and and that's why I try to speak up for it. And um, I don't know. It sounds like maybe it sounds like I'm being like a pro white guy, and then that turns into like white supremacist, and that's that's what the other side would say. But it's like, come on, I'm not all I'm doing. I'm being I'm, I'm in a very defensive position. I, I probably wouldn't even be talking about whiteness that much if it wasn't being attacked. I see the attacks and I'm like, okay, let's here's the defense. And yeah, it's exactly. They're simple. the ones creating it. They're the ones creating it. It's kind of like in Poland, the independence march that just happened. There were like something like 60,000 people and, you know, a lot of nationalists just there marching for their homeland, <laughs> protecting their country's security and identity. And you just had all these liberals saying, you know, it's 60,000 neo-Nazis. Or fascists marching through Warsaw and just automatically reducing everyone to that. And Mm -hmm. the fact that they love their country and want to preserve it as is their culture and their identity, that suddenly makes them all Nazis. It's just, it's ridiculous. I really hate to see that happen to Poland because they are one of the 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 good signs in in Europe right now they're standing up for themselves they're not letting themselves being taken over I, I I'm really glad to see them um, do that independence march and be mm-hmm. proud and it's a, a lot of the same kind of things we're saying over here we're trying to we're trying to strike up and drum up that support in America yeah absolutely Poland Czech Republic and Hungary all doing great there so I know you've been kind of involved in the conversation about criticizing those on your own side so do you think it's useful to constructively criticize your own because some people say don't punch right at all but do you think it can be useful if you do it in a way that is actually meant to help another person because I know a lot of people just do it for petty reasons and it becomes this big drama fight so do you think it can be a good thing but then where does it cross into social justice warrior territory you know where if you disagree with me on anything then you're suddenly a cuck or a shill or something like that yeah yeah I think I highly encourage criticizing both sides i mean i do it whenever i see fit uh like i said before i call out bullshit on my channel that's Mm -hmm. that's the premise and it doesn't really matter what the political leanings are to me it's not really actually in the front of my mind when whenever i'm calling something out Mm -hmm. um i'll i'll admit you know i definitely bash the left a lot more and a lot of my videos are um, calling out libtards but that's because i mean i truly see it as they're spouting the most bullshit right now and I think that's just by far a country mile longer than anything on the right. And I'll still call out the right from time to time. I I do it all the time, and or I, I do it all, sometimes. And you know, it's just I see a lot more uh, liberal bullshit and left wing stuff coming out. And it you know they control all the things like we were talking about Twitter and Hollywood and YouTube and all these other big media. Uh, podiums that they control and and that's why we're bombarded with these left-wing messages and they they need to be batted down more but uh back to you know attacking uh the right or people on your same side i think as long as you have a good reason i don't think i don't think you can really go no go too far i mean you, you said you know you can be petty you see some people being petty and there might be just some kind of uh personal beefs that are getting hashed out and and that's that's bad you know i'm not i'm not into that i'm more into the ideas and the 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 points and then if you see something wrong 
then you can call it out. And that's the main thing is you, if you have a good reason to call it out. And as far as going into SJW territory, uh, th- that's the thing. They, they actually don't most of the time have good reason to attack people. They kind of, uh, what I, what I, the way I see it is when they attack someone, they, they find the people they don't like, you know, they disagree with a Republican or something, and then they kind of make up reasons to attack them. So they, they sort of reverse engineer. And that's why SJWs, uh, just kind of, they, their arguments are so bad and they, they just sound terrible. And you, once they come up with their video, it just turns out awful because, uh, it's all flawed and they, they're reverse engineering it coming from the, the conclusion because they just want to attack certain people because they know, for example, they, they, they know they don't like Trump. They know they don't like uh, this person, Pence, or whoever it may be, and then they make up the reasons. So I think it's important to just start with your beef and what you want to combat and not kind of like attack people you don't like. Yeah, because that's when it gets out of control and just results in division and further fracturing the right. But I definitely support constructive constructive criticism with the intention to really help someone as opposed to just drag them, which we, we see yeah. so much of, which I just prefer to stay out of because... Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not about that. But um, so do this is another topic I wanted to talk with you about due to feminism. We all we often see, you know, women's issues discussed. But as a result, we don't really see men's issues discussed. And even I think they're bashed or sometimes belittled, you know, things like women are way outperforming men in education. Men are the chief victims of violence, of workplace deaths, all these kinds of things. So what has been your personal experience observing men? How have you seen it affect them? I think that's a real issue. I think men have lots of real issues out there and they don't get talked about enough. And the the, the other part is you get shamed for bringing them up even. Yeah. And like, like you're saying, it's, it's, that's the, that makes it even worse because, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to front like a, a feminist and act like men are oppressed in America or like fully victimized and all that. It doesn't need to go that far, but we could still talk about the mm-hmm. simple issues. Like, uh, for example, the criminal justice system, the, the whole, a bias against men in there as far as rulings and if you talk about divorce and settlements and uh, punishment for similar crimes like men are getting the shaft without yeah. a doubt and on top of that um the women are given given a pussy pass essentially i don't know if you curse on this channel but uh they're given that pass it's like you know, they 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 could do the same crime. They could have you could have teachers in a school abusing children, and they're and the the women teachers get you know just get a slap on the wrist, and then guys, of course, like they should, they get punished and fired and sent to jail. And I think that that difference there is the is a lot of the issue. It's not even necessarily there are lo- there are lots of men's issues, and I think the biggest one is that they're being shunned for bringing them up. And the fact that women are kind of championed and always right in in a lot of uh, public circles and and all that, and they're they're seen as totally innocent, and then men are assumed to be wrong mm-hmm. and bad, and they don't have anything, and they're handed everything to them. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of it is perspective and just trying to you know kind of uh, change that perspective, realize that both sides have their issues, and sure they're different, and maybe maybe one side has worse issues than the other, but that doesn't mean we we don't talk about one. And I hate seeing stuff like that like oh boohoo men i'm sorry boohoo you have problems too and 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 that kind of thing like uh, if you go back i don't know how how, if this has happened recently but when it gets real bad is like when they shut down men's rights speeches and stuff at colleges and they're like i think it was maybe a year ago there would be protesters and and feminists and stuff going to these mra meetings and saying 
oh, you can't even talk about this. You can't even have a meeting at a college. And that's that's the biggest problem is is them trying to shut down men's issues. Like like I don't know, like it's they act like I think some feminists think if you're talking about men's issues, you can't talk about women's issues. It's like very uh, territorial. And I, I don't agree with that. Right. It's really bizarre because on the one hand, they say man up. But then on the other, they're like masculinity is toxic and you should be all in touch with your emotions. So it's like mm-hmm. I when men have problems, like what do they do then? <laughs> How do they want them to react? Yeah. But, but but I do notice and, and it's really mainly from feminists that they won't even regard that men have problems at all. They're part of the patriarchy. So mm-hmm. they're just completely and they have all these entitlements, but, but then they only say that white men do. And also what, mm-hmm. what I find a little bit concerning is, you know, with all these um, accusations of sex scandals coming out in Hollywood, all these different people, you know, prominent male feminists and then celebrities, just people in the Hollywood industry, whether they be a producer or publicist or whatever, because there are so many accusations coming out. Now feminists are using this as an excuse to say, oh, we were right. You know, men are, yeah. men are really horrible, you know, rapists. They're sexually assaulting everyone. It's out of control. I think they're using this. They're trying to capitalize on it, which I find really disgusting. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen it uh, myself in, in, uh, in streams and stuff. It's like they're saying, oh, this proves there's a rape culture. Yeah. You know, like they're taking their, their rhetoric and they're applying it to it. And yeah, I mean, it does show that there's bad things. And if you talk about the Hollywood side, there's some really bad corruption and horrible sexual abuse. And that's terrible. Uh, but to, to capitalize on that and to use it to, to, to kind of champion the, the more feminist points, I think it's just, it's just super messed up. And I think, uh, yeah, the, the one other thing I was going to say about toxic masculinity, and I, I thought about that too. And it's just like, it goes back to what I was saying where, uh, anything masculine and male is trying to be perceived as bad and negative mm-hmm. and then feminine stuff is positive and i mean i i think women are positive too believe me i mean i'm i'm not trying to 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 sway it both ways but i think i think it's you know it's mixed it's not like there's good and bad things about both sides yeah absolutely so so to, to say toxic masculinity, I think that's a bullshit phrase. I think that's just nonsense. That's just anti-male stuff. And the the other thing is, yeah, like you said, it's a lot of it's anti-white male. And this kind of brings up that whole, uh, uh, what is it like feminists call like l- certain levels? They have their layers where it's like uh, multifaceted feminism or whatever they call it. Yeah. And uh and yeah, there's, so there's like an attack on men and then there's also attack on white people and there's those two circles that are kind of being overlapped and then being a white male like myself, uh, you're really, you're really screwed. <laughs> Especially a straight white male. They get it the hardest. They definitely yeah, straight, get it the hardest. <laughs> straight white male, uh, married, like that kind of stuff is not fly with them. Yeah, actually on the point of marriage, you know, a lot of people from MGTOW argue that it's not worth getting married nowadays, you know, due to like high divorce rates, no fault divorce, or, you know, women usually end up with the kids. Like there's been proven judicial bias in the family courts, etc. So what's your opinion mm-hmm. on marriage? Do you think it's worth it nowadays um, for men? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I was, and I was going to say, I, I'm, I support marriage. I got married last week. Really? Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I just actually made the announcement a little tag at the end of my video today. Uh, not a big deal. I don't talk about my personal stuff too much. But when you ask this question, yeah, it's I mean, I believe in marriage. I got married. Um, I still think it has merit, of course. Um, I come from a, a pretty nuclear family myself. And I, I still believe in that. Like I want to have 
I have my wife. We want to have kids. Uh, we want to, you know, raise them right and all that kind of stuff. Get get an education. And I still believe in that like traditional kind of lifestyle. I'm not like tra- trad life or anything hardcore. Uh, people probably wouldn't expect that from me since I have a pretty crude, uh, you know. I say I curse and all that stuff on my channel and I, I say mean stuff, but no, it's like, yeah, I think I still think marriage has merit. Um, I think, you know, I think it, I think it could still exist, uh, in spite of that MGTOW stuff and that, that whole, um, you know, like you said, there's the, the, the it is true. Like there's bad divorce rates and men get screwed in those situations. And, and that, that was like the other issue we were talking about, like that needs to be corrected, but I don't think that should stop guys that do find, um, someone they love and they want to sp- spend their life with, like they can still make that work. There's still good girls out there mm-hmm. and you just got to find them and you just got to kind of try to, um, you know, sift through all this, this nonsense because there is the MGTO side. And then there's on the other side, I would say even like the feminism side and a lot of their rhetoric is, is kind of anti, um, marriage and traditionalism because they're talking, they're always talking about these, um, you know, have sex with whatever you want. Uh, promiscuity is trying to be championed. Uh, there's the slut walks and all that stuff. Like, that that's like counter to all this this idea of coupling and marriage and i think i think there's still a lot i mean men and women complement each other mm-hmm. so the idea of a couple is is natural and i mean i don't want to use that natural fallacy but it it, it works and i think i still believe in that yeah, I would 100% agree with you. I definitely believe in it. But it's also, I was raised in a nuclear family. My parents are still married. My grandparents are still married. My oldest sister's still married. So I have a really good example set for me. So I do understand, you know, a lot of people come from kind of broken homes. And so they would, why they'd more easily have this perception or they have a lot of really bad experiences with dating. So I, I get yeah. it. But for me personally, I, I never understood it because I've never had that example for me and I've never thought any other way. And I genuinely mm-hmm. want to be married to one person forever. So, but yeah, I, yeah, but, that's but great. it's really, it's really nice to hear that from you. Cause I don't, I don't hear this perspective often from men. I do sometimes, you know, especially the very traditional oriented ones, but it just, it's really hit and miss nowadays. So that's really cool. And once again, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The, the other thing I was going to say was, um, I think, yeah, it has to do, there's some, a lot of broken homes and, and divorced families out there and, and, uh, there's nothing wrong with them. They're, they're trying their best, but that's, that's part of the reason, um, this marriage is start trying to come out of style. And then I also think it's like a, it's like a social and locational thing. Like, for example, uh, we, me and my wife met in Los Angeles, and the reason we hit it off was was things like like we were saying we believed in family mm-hmm. and marriage and and children and all that, and that's not common in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't know if you've been there um, yeah. in certain cities like that in progressive places like California. It's like. It's it is always like divorced families are like never married families or multiple uh, kids with multiple uh, partners and and um, that can work too but that's the that's another reason that people are going away from it it's like it doesn't make sense if you're in Los Angeles and you don't see any real marriages and then um, the uh, the uh, the counter to that is I actually visited um, my hometown and um and stuff like a few months ago we went back and did some family stuff there and I'm from a uh, East St Louis Southern Illinois area. Mm-hmm. And it, this is a point that really hit me when I went back because um, going back there, I realized I'm like 
I see a lot, we had like this sort of family get together and everyone was coupled off. Everyone had a partner. Everyone was married in my family. Um, like, like my grandparents, uh, you know, cousins, all this stuff. Everyone's getting married, engaged, all this stuff. And like, yeah, as soon as I got there, um, you know, one of my uncles was like, you know, when you guys get married, I'm, I'm with my girlfriend at the time. And he's like, where's your ring? And I'm like, believe me, she's working on it. She's work. She's working on me for it. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And it's, it's just like a different, it depends on where you are and in, in the country and stuff. And I thought that was interesting to add to the whole marriage thing. Cause it's like, it's totally different, um, in the city. Definitely. I was in California. I'm no longer in California. I'm in a way more conservative state and it's like night and day. Mm -hmm. There are so many young married people around me already with kids and I rarely saw any of this in California. They would wait a lot longer, but I think maybe, yeah, the, the culture around you definitely contributes to that decision. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I've come to the end of my questions now, but it's really been a pleasure talking to you. This is actually the first time we've spoken. Uh, it was really nice to meet yeah, you. Uh, where's the best totally. place to find you online? Would you say YouTube, Twitter? Sure, sure. Uh, YouTube.com slash no bullshit. That's the website. That's the main place to find the videos. Um, I have other links on there for Twitter and stuff. But um, yeah, check it out. And great meeting you too. This yeah. is a cool conversation. You're you're great to talk with. And um, I hope all your viewers ha got something out of this. It's good to meet some new people. Yeah, I hope so too. And, and likewise, it was wonderful to meet you. I hope that everyone enjoyed. Thank you so much for watching. And thank you once again, Brooks. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks.